Welcome to the Friday Night Clive podcast with me, Clive Payne. In this podcast, we look back at the amazing charities, organisations and people we have chatted to over the past few months, all of whom have interesting and important stories to tell. I'm joined now by Mike Billingham from Starbridge Rotary. Good evening, Mike. Hello, Clive. Thank you very much for uh, coming in this evening. Now, something that you you were particularly keen to talk about um, was uh, how Rotary was when you joined 30 years ago. But before we talk about that, why did you join? I was invited by a friend of mine. Um, He said, do you know anything about Rotary? And I I said, no. He said, well, why don't you come to a lunch um, and then you can find out a bit more about it. And so... uh, I was invited, I went along, I felt very welcome, I felt very uh, comfortable with the people that I met there, um, talking to, listened to them, and um, then I started asking a few questions, Uh, they told me a bit more about themselves, and I thought this could be something for me. So is 2023 your 30th year then? Or was that last year? No, it is is this year. I joined in 1993, 30 years ago. Gosh, you can get less for shoplifting these days, can't you? I mean, what was the membership like then compared with now? I mean, you know, it, by way of quantity and, and age demographic. Well, um, the they were a lot younger in those days, um, but it was very formal too. Um, it was proper um, old stage. There, there was a very strict dress code. For instance, when you came to the lo- the, lo- the lunchtime meeting, the, prayer, the president stood there to greet you with a, gen, a person who was called the sergeant at arms. And he looked at you to see if you'd got your coat and tie and especially your rotary badge on. And if you hadn't got your badge on, you were fined a pound. It was a bit like going to um, a wedding reception, going to a lunchtime meeting, insofar as uh, the table was set out in a horseshoe sort of... Um, Uh, scenario where at the top of the table there was the president and the secretary the speaker the host and one or two other dignitaries and down the one side of the arm of the table i always described it as ecumenical and educational and on the other side was trade and i fitted in with trade and so they made me very welcome uh lovely people we had a three-course lunch and a speaker and all that happened within an hour. Gosh. Um, so, so you fitted in with trade. What was your profession at the time? Well, I was um, uh, an engineer. Um, I sat next to a guy who was um, a painter and decorator. Uh, sat next to the other side of me was a second-hand car dealer. Uh, that's not strictly uh, a good description of him because he was actually Jack Edmonds, who was a past mayor of Stourbridge. Wow. Yeah, and um, on the other side was Jack, um, uh, Dennis Allen, who was the, the painter and decorator. Uh, both these uh, people very well known in Stourbridge. Um, and they made me very welcome. So you joined? You I decided did. to join at I that did. point? I did, and I went downhill since then. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm sure not. I'm sure not. I mean... So, I mean, how do you play to members' strengths to get the best out of them and enable them to feel valued? Because I guess the way in which you operate now is very different from back then. Clearly, it's not so formal, I guess. But Well, in the olden days, <clears throat> uh, there was a very strict attendance rule. And it's still true today. Um, the more you put in and the more you attend, 
uh, the more you're going to get out of it. But in those days, um, if you missed three weeks in a row without an apology or even asking for a leave of absence, then you were in trouble. You had to ask for leave of absence if you went on holiday, for instance, and that had to go before club council and be approved. Now, I was running my own business at the time, being a toolmaker, and um, sometimes I would be ready to leave the office and I'd have a phone call, which meant that I couldn't get to the, get to the Rotary meeting. And uh, this happened several times. I had a phone call from the president and he said, I think um, it's time you and I had a chat. And so I had to go to his office. He was a solicitor. Go to his office and... Um, he asked me to sit down. I said, yes, what's the problem? He said, well, um, we've noticed that your attendance is a bit erratic and uh, I wondered if you should consider your future in Stourbridge Rotary Club. And I was a bit worried about that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've reminded this guy about that ever since um, because not long, well, uh, ten years later, I became the president of the Rotary Club. <laughs> so I had reconsidered my position in Rotary and I decided to stay. Um, and you'd this, only done what you were asked to do. Absolutely, reconsidered, yeah. So I joined in. In those days as well, um, I said it was very formal. Um, every f when there was five weeks in a month, um, they would have an evening meeting which included the ladies and the gents. So ladies weren't allowed at that point, then, oh, is that no, what you're no, saying? No. no, we didn't have ladies in our club. No, um, some people were dead against it. I'll come to that a bit later on, though. But um, we had to have an evening meeting when the ladies were invited. It was very posh, and the men had to wear black tie, dinner suits. And uh, it was very posh and formal. There were toasts and speeches. Um, and in those days, if you invited someone who was potentially a new member, um, what happened was there, there was a seven-day letter went out to all the members of the club, um, and they were told who this member, the proposed new member, was going to be. And you could blackball that, mem that proposed member. One person could say, no, we don't want him in the club, and that was an end of it. No question, no arguments, no nothing dead in the water. You weren't invited to join. But uh, it's, that's all changed now, of course. Um, I've got to say that at that time, the fellowship was very good. It was very warm, friendly and very welcoming. And I really enjoy, I enjoyed it to start with and I still enjoy it now as much as I did then. So how is it different now then? Well, um, I've got to tell you, when I became uh, president in July, uh, it went downhill because I turned the, tried to um, bring a lot more fun and games into the club instead of being so formal. Um, and one of the first things that we did as president, my wife and I, um, instead of arranging a dinner dance, which is black toy and all that sort of stuff, uh, we arranged for... Um, a proms in the park. We actually got a bus, uh, we filled it with all uh, the Rotarians and we drove down to Hyde Park where we went, went to proms in the park uh, with Terry Wogan and all that sort of thing. Uh, we, might, we built a big table, uh, we bought chandeliers, put them on the table, everybody bought a picnic 
uh, one of our guys, we told him to go and find a place. We put a hat on his head, which was in the shape of a big umbrella so that we could see him. We followed him. He found a space in the front of the stage and that's where we sat. And we had a wonderful time. But since then, um, it's changed a lot. Um, I discovered uh, when they asked me to be the president, I went through the directory, which contains all the names and, of people that have joined in, in, in the Rotary Club. And I looked through there and I discovered that if everybody who was in the club had taken their turn to be the president, then I would have been 81 by the time I became president because a lot of them didn't decide, didn't be, mm -hmm. uh, take their turn as president. And I also discovered sometime later that I was the 18th person on the list that they'd asked. 17 of it said no, and I was the one you that, the said, one that yes. said yes. Yeah. Um, the dress code now has changed. Mm. It's become more relaxed. Uh, in the summer in particular, you don't have to wear ties. You don't have to wear jackets. You can wear short sleeve shirts. Uh, the attendance rule is also relaxed. Um, I'll tell you about one guy we've got in our club. He's been in for about 10 or 15 years. And for the first two or three years, he came along uh, occasionally. And then he stopped coming at all. In, and so he's, he's become a bit of a secret member. We never see him. He pays his fees, he pays his dues, and he apologises every week online to say that he's sorry I can't come. So we've got all sorts in our club. Uh, ladies actually joined mm. in You've April 2013. You? And I've got to say they've been a very welcome addition to our club. But, I mean, the future of, of your club and any Rotary Club is, you know, new people, younger people. How, how do you address that? Well, sadly, we've lost um, eight members in the last couple of years. Uh, they've passed on. And then about another six to eight have retired due <coughs> to ill health. Um, so what we've got, we've got a membership development committee. I'm the chairman of that committee. And what we do is there's about 17 of us on there, on the committee. We meet about every four to six weeks. And uh, we've got a list of potential new members. Uh, there's usually about 20 people on that list. And the first thing we do is ask them to come to a Rotary lunch, such as yourself. And what you have to do is um, anybody that you meet, an acquaintance, <coughs> a colleague, someone you come into contact with, a neighbour even, and you think, would that person fit in our Rotary Club? And the easiest way to find out is to invite them to a lunch. When they come to a lunch, they'll sit on a table with like-minded people um, and you know, have a chat, and if they feel comfortable, then you feel that they'll, be, they'll probably become a member. What we find these days, unfortunately, is that a lot of people are so busy uh, with young children, families and that sort of thing that our target marketplace really is early retired people and that's the sort of people that join our club. Um, usually professionals, uh, people... And, but when we say professionals, that means to say um, they used to describe it as an executive position. The way I describe the executive position is that you don't have to ask anyone to go out to lunch. You can just leave and go. That means you can be a self-employed plumber uh, in our, or a bank manager or an accountant or such as yourself, 
people working from home. So it does broaden uh, the, the marketplace. The other thing is as well that the attendance rule is more relaxed. Um, we had a lady join recently um, and she's, um, shall we call her a senior member? Mm-hmm. She's a lovely lady. So she lost her husband this uh, last year um, and she volunteered to go to a chapel um, where she'd been going for some years on a Wednesday lunchtime where they uh, do an old people's lunch. And she said, um, I go there just to wash up and I go every Wednesday lunchtime, but I'd really like to come and join your Rotary Club. And so she told the people at the church, at the chapel, that she couldn't come uh, every week because she was going to do the washing up. Uh, But she thought, well, I don't think I want to wash up every Wednesday for the rest of my life, so what I've decided to do is I'm going to come to Rotary one Wednesday and I'm going to wash up the other Wednesday. And I thought, what a lovely way to Mm. spend your time and spread yourself out a bit. There's other guys that we've got lined up um, who are in the 50s, early 50s, and they're still at work. And what we've suggested to them is that if they could possibly come along once a month, then they'd be very welcome. But like I said earlier, um, the more you attend, uh, the more you can put in, the more you're going to get out. And that goes for anything, doesn't it, really? And the sooner you do it, the better. Mm. So, I mean, t- talk me through some of the, the activities and the things that, that, that you do, because I know you do a lot of fundraising for uh, other organisations and charities, but it, it isn't just, just that as well. There's all sorts of things um, that, that you do. And, and as I said at the very beginning, you're you know, a very industrious team of people. <laughs> oh, you can say that again. <laughs> um, on, on, we, uh, the events that we've got lined up for this next f- uh, month or so, um, I mean, there's, uh, there's a choir and orchestra uh, um, doing the Viennese Gore at the Town Hall. There's our Youth Speaks competition on the 26th of January. Um, this is a competition run by Stourbridge and it includes all the schools in Stourbridge area and that's at Red Hill School on the 26th of January from half past four till nine o'clock. The 18th of February, there's a rates night at Hagley Community Centre. The 25th of March, there's a jazz evening. 28th of March, fellowship visit to the Rotary Club of Nutsford in Cheshire. Uh, just one or two other things that mm. we just get up to. I mean, for people who are listening, thinking, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to sort of, you know, get involved or, or perhaps go along to a lunch. How how can you sort of illustrate some of the things that you do? I mean, those are, those are some of the events that you've got coming up. But you know, you, you will invariably do tin shakes, for example. Um, the lovely, and what other things do you do? The lovely people at um, Morrison's in Kings Rinford, uh, we do a collection there every Christmas, and they're the most generous people. Strangely, um, the people that look well-to-do uh, with their fur coats on and their leather jackets, they try to avoid eye contact. The little old lady comes along with the trolley and she can't walk past without getting the purse out and putting money in. Um, but the biggest thing that a lot of people mis- uh, don't understand about Rotary is that we start it and we do it for fun. It started with fun and fellowship. And if you want to increase your circle of friends and you want to increase your social activities in your life, then join a Rotary Club because that's what it's all about, fun and friendship. It's the, the side effect, the spin-off of that is that we make raise funds and donate to the local, 
national and international charities to, on an average of about £20,000 a year. Gosh. And we do that in a variety of ways. Um, and, we, and, and the people we distribute it to are wide and varied too. Um, we raise funds by having celebrity lecture, Will Farmer from Antiques Roadshow, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, the Jack Downing Auction. Uh, we raise, that's another good fundraiser. We have silly things like strawberries and champagne garden parties um, and donations, sponsored walks, sponsored a zip wire sponsorship. For instance, if you feel like scaring the pants off yourself, then <laughs> go on a chip boy. But there's just a list of donations made in the year to date here, um, and there's uh, about 40 different projects that we've supported, mostly locally, um, averaging about £250 each so far. That's some sterling work, I have to say. And, of course, while it's important to treat your members equally, which you do, are there any that stand out in your mind for their individual achievements? Well, yeah, I can start with a good one or a bad one. And they they cover both extremes because there's one guy in our club and uh, he's he's 90 this year, actually. He was the president when I joined, uh, followed on swiftly by Roy Swinburne, uh, Wolves football player. Anyway, uh, this guy, he's been in the club for about 40 years. Um, He's been secretary on and off uh, most of that time. He's been chairman of most committees. He's served on all the committees. Um, Sadly, he lost his wife last year. But when he... he, And he played tennis until he was in his 80s. He'd very often come to Rotary at lunchtime and say, I've I've had two 80-year-old ladies this morning. I said, what do you mean, had two 80? Oh, well, I beat them at tennis today. Played two against one. I said, well done, Bob. Anyway, he, um, when he, he, he couldn't get about much, he, he, uh, he's, he's, he's a bit infirm with his legs. He struggles to walk. But his mind is brilliant. He's absolutely spot on. He still arranges the diary and the bulletin, which means he's on the phone nearly every day chasing information up to put down onto the bulletin which he prints and emails to everybody on his computer um, and he's, as, he's absolutely as bright as a button and if everybody in the Rotary Club was like this guy then the world would be a wonderful place. But I think it's because of what he's doing and what he's involved with that's why he's as bright as a button because he's keeping his, his brain active I and, suppose. And most Rotarians are. Mm. Um, you'll find that most Rotarians are either school governors um, I was at uh, Old Swinford Hospital School, for instance, and a governor for 21 years. Uh, but And there's a lot of our uh, other Rotarians and governors of other schools. They're busy, active people. They're, they're councillors, uh, magistrates, um, people who want to put something back into the community. At the other end, so there's room for all sorts in our Rotary Club. And I've just given you an example of one guy who who spends 100% time um, doing, working for Rotary. At the other end, and strange this is, um, this is an old guy who died a few years ago now um, in his 90s. He'd been in Rotary for over 60 years. He was um, a very well-known figure. I don't want to say his name. But I can say that he was the owner of, and the editor of a local newspaper for a long time. He was in Rotary for over 60 years. 
And um, he, all he did was come to the meeting on a lunchtime. He was one of the best attenders. But he was never president. He was never in a committee. He was never a secretary. He, he, did, he never came to any of the functions. Just turned up on the Wednesday lunchtime. And I felt sorry because um, he missed out. And when I was the president, I thought I wanted everybody to do something. And I tried to think of something that everybody could do. Now, at the time, we used to have um, two or three vicars in the club. And they used to say the grace. And I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll get appoint somebody uh, to pick up uh, the list alphabetically and go through the list and ask everybody in turn to say the grace. When it got to this guy's turn, he, he was there. And what he said for grace, he just stood up and he said, thank you, and sat back down again. Now, this is a guy um, who, <laughs> in the old black country turn, he just turned up and did bugger all. <laughs> and that was him. But we accommodated him, because you can accommodate all sorts mm. in our club. Some people still come along for lunch, because they've been president, they've been secretary, and they just want the fellowship that they've enjoyed over the years with their Rotarians. And so that's fine, they carry on. Others want to join in. We've had some new members just recently. They want to join in committees. They expect, especially retired teachers, head teachers, they still want to work with children. And we've got a wonderful uh, Youth Opportunities Committee who organise Youth Speaks, Young Photographer, Young Chef, and all these sort of things. Um, and they love to get involved with the children. So there is room for There's everybody. There's a whole kaleidoscope there, really, of you know, ways that people can get involved, whether regardless of age, I mean, people don't necessarily have to be early retirement, as you were saying, you know, if people have the time and they're younger and they've got skills and things that they can bring to Rotary, then, you know, it's definitely the place for them, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, once you it, you get to a certain age, and age doesn't come into it, it doesn't matter, um, you can be 50, 60 or 90, if you've still got your wits about and you love a conversation and you love to have a laugh and you love to tell a joke and you love to listen to them, then uh, Rotary is the place for you. You, s you have some great fun um, meeting with people. Um, you know, some you, you get the strangest things happen. Um, I mean, there's some real uh, important people in Rotary, you know, um, lots of business uh, bank managers who've retired, um, uh, solicitors, accountants and all that sort of thing. And you know some lunchtimes, you know what they'll talk about? Rice pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Whose mom made the, the rice. best rice pudding? They just want to switch off from, from their, their professional it's background. It's an important about. subject to talk about, you know. Whose mom made the best rice pudding? And did you ever get the burnt bit out of the corner? Because <laughs> they used to fight about it. You won't believe it. But How can we find out more information then, Mike, please? Well, the easiest thing is just to click on Google um, Stourbridge Rotary Club. Uh, there's a web page there. There's lots of... The, on the headings, there's contact us. So uh, look at what we've done, look what we've been... what we intend to do and where we're going from here. And then there's just a form on there that just asks for your name, address, email address and what you want to know about it. Send that off and it'll be sent to the right person and then you get a reply. But there's just a little thing I'd like to finish mm. with, if you don't mind. We've got this little leaflet here mm -hmm. and it just says, what is Rotary? 
And basically, it says in 1905, Paul Harris, a solicitor from New England, moved to Chicago. Having no contacts or friends, he decided to invite six local businessmen to join him at his office for lunch. The idea caught on, and as more people joined him, they rotated from office to office, hence the name Rotary. Harris's notion was to create friendships and give service to the community. Rotary is now active on every continent with a worldwide membership of 1.2 million men and women of all ages, still holding to its original aims and principles. Being a Rotarian introduces you to a huge circle of friends with whom you can enjoy a wide variety of social activities. Membership also enables you to put something back into the broader community through the help which Rotary gives both locally and internationally. That's why service above self is the Rotary motto. Mike Billingham from Starbridge Rotary Club. Thank you very much for talking to Friday Night Live. That is your lot for this episode. You can catch the programme live every Friday night on Black Country Radio from 7pm. If you love our podcast, then please subscribe by heading to blackcountryradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. See you very soon. This is a Black Country Radio podcast presented by Clive Payne, produced by Andy Caddick.